My name is Bob the Drag Queen. And I'm Money Exchange. And this is Sibling Rivalry. On today's episode, I confirmed the doors I've opened for Bob the Drag Queen. Yeah, the bald doors. We also tried to win a Glad Media Award. And we find out what made Bob say this. This is not the myth that you, that, that you all are being fed. It is it is not the, the lie that you, all, that you all are being told. And we find out what made Macaroni X Cheese say this. You know what my ick is? When you come and you in labor and your baby daddy in the hobby talking about where she at. That's my ick. Well, I I have a cold, um, and <clears throat> that's yeah, and more I, that dick you was sucking on that boat. I, I mean, I don't know if you can get a dick, can get a cold from sucking a dick, but um, I've definitely sucked more dick off the boat than I did on that boat. So, but I do think being in close proximity to all those people not wearing masks and just dancing around, I probably I took a COVID test today and I don't have COVID. Um, do you have your flu vaccine? Mm, I don't know if I, I don't think I got a flu shot this year. I don't have. It's not a flu though. It's definitely not a flu. Girl, when you have a flu, you know you have a flu. You, you're not like I might do a podcast. You be, you be fucked up. You ever had a flu before? I don't know. You would know. You know you have a flu. The flu is like you're like I am. I well, I, I, maybe not for everyone, well, but for me, I the, just call it the cold. When I, when I maybe I've had the flu, but I just feel like oh, you have a cold. No, the two times I've had the flu, you are like I am. Fucked. Did you get tested? Uh, Did you go to the doctor and they told you you had the flu? No, I just knew I had the flu. Oh, then, but you don't know. It's probably just a cold. No, colds don't do that. When I, colds and flus are not the same thing. They're, they're like the, the levels of severity are extremely different. I um, get it, but when I have like a really bad cold, I never, I, I never goes in my mind to be like, "Oh, bitch, I had the flu." I'm just, I just, I'm just cold, and I'm like in my bed shaking, uh, uh, coughing, can't breathe, can't anything. I just, I just had the cold. Yeah, you you probably have had a flu several times in your you probably had a flu several times in your life then. You probably had a flu li- more times who, than you who, know. What's the line several times? because uh, she lied several times. What am I thinking of? Is that Gemma? No, you're, you're, thinking of, you're thinking of Tiffany Pollard. Somebody lied to her several times. <laughs> um, but there's, you there's, had there's the a, flu several times. But there's a very real chance that you have had the flu several times in your life and not not known it. But it is um it is pretty intense. The last time I was sick, having the flu I was feels sick. almost exactly like having COVID. Almost la- exactly, minus the 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 uh, residual breathing issues. Well, the last well, time I was COVID, sick, if, if, or if like a person who doesn't have comorbidities or anything. The last time I had like COVID-like sickness was when I had COVID in in, in April 2020. I haven't been like sick since then. Like a little like <laughs> and a little, but not like sick like in when bed like cocaine? body aches. It wasn't cocaine. Why did it was, you do that? It was crushed up crack. Oh, nice, 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 nice. But yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, when I when I first got COVID, I was like, "Oh my god, I think I have the flu. It can't be COVID because this feels like the flu." And then I was like, "Oh no." So anyway, I have a cold, and um, I don't, cold I, ass bitch. I'm almost I'm almost positive that I do not have the flu because I I'm still pretty active, and I'm and I'm like I've I've done like two podcasts that I did. Uh, by the way, for those of you who um would like to get a chance to listen to me and Peppermint's new podcast, Town Hall, a Black Queer podcast. I really encourage you to go over and, and give it a shot and um and even leave it a review, if you will. A black queer podcast. Yeah, Town Hall, a black queer podcast. It's called Town Hall. Um oh, 
Very close to Todrick Hall. You, I mean, you just won't leave Todrick alone. Damn, nigga. Damn. What do you mean leave Todrick alone? Why, why, why your podcast got to be so close to his name? Town Hall, Todrick Hall. Mm. Are you afraid to be associated with Todrick Hall? I took him. <laughs> Jacob, rolling, rolling. Are you, are you, are you afraid to be associated with Todrick Hall? No, I love Todrick Hall. I talk about Toddy Waddy all the time. Um, <laughs> Jacob. <sighs> I always wished that I had like a like a like a like a like a, a fun laugh, like not like not a witch's cackle, but I just feel like like sometimes you meet some people that have like really like ridiculous laughs. I'm like actually sometimes when it's too ridiculous, you're like this person laughs, you're like ugh. So but I wish la- I had a, a better laugh. Do you want whose laugh specifically do you want? Michelle Visage has a good laugh. I can't pinpoint her laugh. What does it sound like? Like ah. She does, she does. It's almost like she sounds like she's wheezing, but also like clearing her throat. <laughs> Have, does she do a different right. laugh? Like when she's on Drag Race and Roos is something funny, is that a different laugh than she does in real life? Like, do you think she's putting it like her TV laugh? No, I think that's her real life. I think that's what I'm talking about. She's like, ah! <laughs> I've not hung out with um with Michelle that many times outside of Drag Race. Um, really? You didn't you didn't do work to roll with her? I we're both hosts, so usually we're both. Whenever one of us is on the, I was a host too, but we we had some overlap. No, you filled in. That's no, I host. I fully hosted. What is I fully you hosted? hosted a whole, you hosted a whole leg of work the world. I did. Hmm, who who can confirm this? The girls who were on the fucking show, bitch, Kim like, Chi, like, like Plastic Tiara, Detox Icon, Violet Chachki. Interesting. This nigga swear, y'all. Just, really y'all, they're the black bitch for Columbus. She be swearing. Did you host it before I hosted it? I didn't say, I didn't know. I'm just I host, wondering actually, if you answered the question. I hosted when I, I think I filled in before you were a host, bitch. So know that. You think that's Black true? Black like that. You think that's true? That's, that's Black def- like that. I can promise you that's absolutely false. in my skin. Cozy. You know that's not true though, right? I filled in you for did not. Shangela. You, you did not. I, hold on. I filled in for Shangela on, in, in, 2017 in spring 2017 i filled in for shangela when did you host the, the work the world 2016 mm. 16 you never I did, let me let me make one thing clear monet you've never done anything before me ever yeah. once hey, you know what life. i did i canceled a tour i canceled a tour for madonna before you bitch so the doors are motherfucking open you say thank you please first you of all, say you, first of all you, you got you got you say thank let's you let's be clear let's be clear you got fired from a tour no i canceled that tour bitch i walked because, off that motherfucking because, because i walked off that have, motherfucking tour bus do we need to read Murray and peter's uh, message do we need to read? Do we need to read the I message? I walked off that motherfucking tour, bitch, do for we need Madonna. To, do so we need you to say read? thank you, macaroni exchange, for the doors I have open. Let me show you what I did. The doors. I did this for you, bitch. This is what I did. For I hope you. she gets locked out. I, 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 really, I really, I really hope she gets locked out. Go out. I hope the door locks behind this her. Is what I, did, I really honey. hope the door locks behind her. That'd be so delicious the if the door locked behind her. Breaking but, yeah. news from the haters roast. Yesterday, Monet Exchange arrived in Denver to appear on our show. Sometime during the afternoon, we were told she received a phone call from Madonna with an offer to be in an upcoming music video. Monet asked MP if it would be, oh, she at Monet begged, Monet begged <laughs> yeah, on her exactly hands and knees. If it would be okay, would it be okay, <laughs> Mr. Mary Peter, to leave the tour after the offer? We said no. We said no. 
Yeah. So I canceled my rest of my appearances on no, that no, motherfucking no. tour. No, no, no. I'm not done. We said no because it was too short notice to replace her on the haters. Just hours before the show, she was to start. Just hours, hours before the show started without telling anyone, including the other queens on the Denver show, Monet left the venue and flew to LA okay. to accept Madonna's offer. Therefore, we have decided, <laughs> therefore, we have decided that Monet will no longer be on any upcoming Haters Rose tours. She later you, returned and begged us if she could be on our tour, and we said you no. Are completely lying. You she are later lying. begged on her hands you and knees. She lying. offered to slob on my you are lying. like horns on the cob. And you we know that shit ain't say no. that. Y'all know job. for a fact that motherfucker. Also, fucking Bob the Drag Queen. But you, you say okay. thank you. You, are, you, you better say thank you for the doors I have opened so that you could one day get a gig with Madonna. You say thank you, Monet Exchange. You say I am I am grateful. I am thankful for the doors that you opened for me, Bob the Drag Queen. Monet, if you You're beg, fucking welcome. If you beg, just say you beg. Let's move on. You're welcome. Speaking of things that I've done before Monet Exchange, I... You're welcome, baby. Wait, sorry. When, when did you win Drag Race? I won Drag Race in 2016. And Monet, when were you Miss Gay Caribbean? I was in 2000 motherfucking 15, honey. Okay, I was Miss Sobriety in like 2013. Yeah, against against Boo Boo the Fool. Bitch, I was competing against actual literal legends. You, 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 you're competing against- First of all, half the girls weren't even Caribbean. Jasmine Rice? Who Jasmine else? Rice was not that year. Who, didn't she win Miss Caribbean? We, had, we had legendary queens in the Miss Caribbean pageant from all over the United States, from different Caribbean nations and countries represented. Mm. Honey. Uh, speaking of other things that I've done before you. Uh, the doors we, I've opened. Uh, Sibling Rivers is nominated for a GLAAD award, of which I've won two. No, let's be clear. Shangela won those awards, honey. We all know Shangela won those awards who were here. <laughs> the, my the, 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 the Dancing with the Stars queen, honey. Okay? Shangela. Well, Shangela. My two awards. GLAAD awards have my name on them. Because mm -hmm. Shangela graciously, and we all know the tea in the industry, San Shangela allowed them to put your name on there. Unless I don't want to spill that tea. Y'all not ready for that tea. We not. You know what? I'm sorry. I don't mean to bring that up. Um. And now, sibling rivalry is nominated for a an award. The podcast I came up with. <laughs> Bitch, the podcast that I agreed to, I graciously agreed to do now. with you. The coattails that you've been riding on for the past. I graciously agreed to do with you. The coattails are coattailing, Your Honor. Because we all know you you waited till I was on RuPaul's Dragons to start this podcast, honey. When they when you had the clout of Monet Exchange, honey. The branding, <laughs> the doll, the diva, the queen. Well, it, 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 I'm not gonna lie, it constantly tickles me because you're you're giving London Lux Noir. Oh why? Because I because I don't I, I don't have my hat on. I look like Lil Bill. No, because you're delusional. Um, and we are up against uh, some real giants in the field of podcasting. Wait, 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 wait. Before we get into the topic, can, we, can I tell you something? Damn, can I talk about my life, nigga? Damn. What? First of all, fix your motherfucking attitude. I know you sick. I need you to come in here with fucking bells and whistles on, excited. I'm not seeing you for a week and a half, okay? So fix your motherfucking You know what? If you want bells and whistles, to go to your failing podcast, Ebony and Ivory. Go to your failing <laughs> podcast, Ebony and Ivory, and she'll be happy. Honey. No, what am I feeling? You mean thriving? We have more, 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 more ratings than fucking a uh, 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 Todrick Hall, a Black Todrick Queer Hall. It's called podcast. Town, it's called Town Hall, a Black Queer Podcast. We've only Same got thing. One, we've got one episode out so far. One. Yeah. 
Um, what was I going to tell you? Oh, when was, when was the last time you were on um, Ebony? This Hyde? past Friday. Interesting. All right, go ahead. Tell me, tell me more. I am in one of the places that you tell everyone that you used to live, that you used to frequent. I'm in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And it is so cold. Now, I'm going to be very honest. I know this might sound ignorant or whatever, but outside of like the coast, like the West Coast and the East Coast, I like I don't really I know the general geography of America in the middle, but a lot of it I don't like. I in my mind, Minnesota was down by where like fucking was in the same like I thought Minnesota was under Chicago. No, if this is America, if this is New York, Minnesota's like up in this area. Minnesota, no, Minnesota, Minnesota is higher than New York. Yeah, but, but if this is, I mean, I'm, it's all one, one, America's like, like this. That's New York. Minnesota's like right up, it's right up against Canada. It's right up against Canada. Yeah, and it is cold. I didn't realize how fucking cold it is. I mean, the, New York is also against Canada too, so, I mean. Yeah, by, right by Toronto. But and it, it is so cold here. By, that, uh, uh, no, uh, what's it? Niagara Falls is where New York connects. It probably connects in a lot of places. But I know one of the places where New York connects to Canada is Niagara Falls. Ni- Ni- Niagara Falls. Niagara. Nigger Falls. Um, but <laughs> the temperature this weekend was the high was negative two degrees. Yeah, girl. I You know, when I live there, it is uh, uh it, it, it gets the coldest I ever saw was actually in Bismarck, North Dakota. Do you, do you, ever, do, do you ever do the wind chill factor? Like, like, I mean, I know what windshield factor is from living so in a cold place. The windshield is a big part of uh, what, when it's, how it, so the windshield is like how it feels. And the coldest I ever saw was a, a windshield factor of like negative 32 degrees in, in like Bismarck, North Dakota. That is crazy. It was literally colder in the walk-in freezer at the Applebee's. Than it, I mean, it was warmer in the walk-in freezer at the Applebee's than it was outside. Well, the ladies, I was like, so we were leaving like rehearsal. I was like, oh my God, it is so cold out here. And I was like, this was Friday. And I was like, and the high this week is like negative two. And she's like, you know what? The good thing is though, below zero, it all feels the same. <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> I mean, she's, she's kind of right. Once you get below zero, you kind of like it. Unless you get below like 10. Below ten gets really, really intense. We can throw. I think below ten is when you, when you can throw the, the hot water in the air and it'll vaporize instantly. It might be more That's than so negative cool. Ten. But it is. It is. Yeah. The the the, the, the twin cities are really um, wild. Do you know the other twin cities? The other twin cities. Of course, St. Paul. My homie St. Paul. I used to live in. That's where I used to live. Actually, South St. Paul. Oh my God, tell me your address. I'll go out there. If you tell me your address, I will make a Patreon exclusive where I'm going to your old address and be like, y'all know Bob. Well, there are a bunch of actors. Well, Christopher though. Caldwell. They, they didn't call me that. No one called, no one really, only my mom calls me that. Um, that was when I lived in. Um, oh, qu- qu- what, bitch? Before you were called, what did, what did you tell people that your name was? Because oh, you don't God. like your first name. I'll tell you my name was oh, you always- since I was in like 11th grade. Oh, really? Yeah, I've been going by Caldwell since um, like 2002. 2003. Oh, interesting. Okay. I thought this was like uh, in the past like decade or so. Decade. Oh, you know, let's take a break and I'll tell you about my middle name because you never care about my motherfucking name. Let me take a fucking break. Jacob, run up the tape. Imagine an app designed to make you use it less. Seems counterproductive, right? Well, Apartments.com's instant alert feature works exactly that way. Instead of scanning rental listings a million times a day, simply set and forget your search to whatever you're looking for in the place and let Apartments.com do the rest. 
from pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tool lets you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking is listed. So now you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alert means you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time to do you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Our next partner has truly made a positive impact on the most important person in my life. And no, I'm not talking about Jacob. I'm talking about my cat. My cat's old food used to stink, stank, stunk, y'all, okay? And I used to dread every time I had to feed Miss Colleen. That old cat food was boring. It was gray. It was looking crazy. And I could see Colleen literally vomiting telepathically at the thought of having to eat it. And cat food has been the same forever, so it's time cat food took the move to the 21st century, and that's why I've been trying Smalls. Are you feeding your cat kibble? Now is the time to update your cat food with Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge, and it's delivered right to your door. Smalls was started back... I was watching my poor niece eat literal hard uh, kernels of dry cereal while Monet and Andy were eating gourmet food. And that's actually when I stepped in and I said, we need to make sure that she's eating as well as you two are, okay? Smalls was started back in 2017 by a couple of guys home cooking cat food in small batches for their friends. And a few short years later, they served millions of meals to cats around the world, honey. And I feel better knowing that Colleen is eating well. And um, that she has an aunt like me who looks out for her to make sure she's not eating that old burnt up kibble. You can finally open up a packet of cat food and not get nauseated. You actually recognize the ingredients in the packet of Small's food. Now give your cat the gift of great cat food this holiday season. Head to smalls.com slash rivalry and use code rivalry to check out for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find. But... You have to use the code RIVALRY for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code RIVALRY for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. Welcome back, Monet Jigaboo Exchange. <laughs> you better, uh, Caldwell Bojangles D- D- Delmar. Um, do you know my middle name? You asked me this, I think this comes up once every couple of months <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> Because I, you you never and know I get it. it right every single time. Your name is Kevin Akeem Burton. Akeem. Mm, lucky guess. We know your name, bitch. You've asked me this nineteen <laughs> times. Oh my you dumb bitch. <laughs> the aggression, Jesus Christ. You know the name of the hospital I was born in. I tell you all the time. Of course. When I can hear you clickety clacking over there, we can see the I'm screen not- in your eyes googling. <laughs> The, the name of the hospital in Columbus, Georgia. And, there, and by the way, we, we're, we have more than one hospital in Columbus, Georgia. So it's not going to be the, you can't go, what's the hospital in Columbus, Georgia? I'm not checking out the hospital. I know where it is. What's the name of it? What's the name of the hospital I was born in? I think it's a trick question. Your mom like had like an emergency birth and you were born like a, a restaurant or something. Yeah, like, I, like, I'm, like I'm the Antichrist. Born a, a Jekyll, born in a shallow grave <laughs> in, in the outskirts of town. No, I was born at the, I was born at the medical center. How am I supposed to know that? Bitch, you know where I was the fuck where I was born? Yeah, over at uh <laughs> the West Side on the West Side Highway. What's, what's over, <laughs> over on the on the west side? Or the, or the east side? What's that hot that cheap hospital called? Uh Bellevue. You you like you 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 give Bellevue, baby. <laughs> bitch, you're a fucking athlete, yeah, baby, you, bitch. You, you get you give you give born at Bellevue. Honestly, my mother was a crackhead, so who knows where the fuck I was oh born. God, she probably don't fucking know. Where were I you mean, born? I honestly I, I think I was one at Kings County Hospital. <laughs> 
Um, you ever been to Bellevue? No. Honestly, woof. When you go to Bellevue, they give you a card if you're if you're poor, and they give you this card. Or if you can't, let me phrase it: if you can't afford to pay for your medical services, they give you this card, and the card is like this red card that's like says I'm too poor to afford medical service, and they'll give, but they'll give it to you for free though. And they don't charge you. A car? Card? Card? C R D? Yeah, they give you a car. Everyone gets a Prius. No, no, but, <laughs> it's like, and, then you, and, and then you have to Uber it off. You have to drive Uber to pay for your medical bills. You would be born in Atlanta. Atlanta is where is where they, they, they caught them damn TikTok nurses doing the ick. So I'm like, my ick, you know what my ick is? When you come and you in labor and your baby daddy in the hall talking about where she at. That's my ick. You, you, you would be from there. I wasn't born in Atlanta. I was born in Columbus, Georgia at the medical center. Same thing. You know what we mean when we say that. Please. That, the money, that's literally like me being like, you would be born in Rochester. <laughs> <laughs> you would be born in Rochester. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Rochester, <laughs> Brooklyn, whatever, Albany, <laughs> same state, bitch. <laughs> um, okay, Bob, we're nominated for a Glad Media Award for Sim Rivalry Podcast. How does that feel to you? Jacob, can you get my Glad Award? I feel like if we get it, if we put the, now this is going to be the one where we try to win a Glad Award. I feel like if we put a Glad Award in the frame and we talk about the Glad Awards a lot, then we can get ourselves a Glad Media Award. Let's see who we're nominated <laughs> up against. We're Patty, nominated. can you get can you get my can you bring my glad award? Because I, I carry I walk with mine too. We're nominated up against the bald and the beautiful. We're nominated mm-hmm. up against in the deep stories that shape us, mm-hmm. Las Culturistas, Life Out Loud, the LZ Granderson. I I uh, with with LZ Granderson. I've actually been on this podcast. So if that one wins, then I'm gonna say I won another one. Do I, baby? I was on Lost Culturistas, which I so I helped I helped a lot of these podcasts get where they're going. Let's say that. <laughs> Pridecast, the interesting, uh Yas Jesus, uh in Trans Lash podcast with Amara Jones. Honey. Do you remember Amara La Negra, the beautiful um Yeah, from uh Afro- from uh, Love and Hip Hop uh, uh Orlando or Miami or Miami, Tampa she kind of like disappeared on social. I used to follow her on social media, and I, I just, she just, I don't see her posts anymore. Did Maybe she block me? <laughs> what did you do? You probably kept stealing her looks. She probably, she probably got sick of you stealing her looks every time. <laughs> I because I noticed looks? that you started wearing the the, the the little afro, the curly afro, after she started wearing the curly afro. Do you want to acknowledge that? No, no, she's still here. Cause she she's did so DM beautiful. me and asked that you would, if you would please stop. Do you wish that she spoke another language? Oh yeah, I do often. Me too. When you yeah, have kids, would you put them? Would you, I know Andy and I are taking us a Spanish class, what? like like an actual like class. We have to like homework and stuff like that. What 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 language do you wish you spoke? I would go with Spanish. Living in New York City for all those years, Spanish would have been nice. And then living in LA, same. There's yeah. a lot of Spanish speakers and uh, a lot of Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, uh, Cubans in New York, and a lot of uh, Mexicans. In, in LA, in LA, and people who just speak Spanish in general, and it it'd be nice to be able to speak. I think Spanish might be the second most spoken language in America. No, oh, in America, well, not in the world, but say no. Okay, here's a question: Do you okay? Do you want to do? There is this thing, Bob. You can do like a it's like a three week intensive immersion thing, and you like leave speaking like good Spanish. Do you want to do that? It costs like I don't know how much it costs, but it, basically we would be immersed. We would go like live in like Mexico City for like three weeks. The program is just the program is just moved to Mexico. 
No, you have, we have like a program. A, yeah. <laughs> we, drop, we drop you off in Peru, and then you come out speaking Spanish. No, they put you like a. It's like a whole thing. It's like a, it's not just dropping you off there. It's like a whole thing. Um, I don't know that I have uh, time to do that, but I will say when I went to go visit Mexico last Christmas, I did come out speaking better Spanish because some of Ezra's um, family members would only speak to me in Spanish because I think they all, mm. I don't know if they only spoke Spanish or well, I would speak to them in English and they would understand it and they would speak to me in Spanish and I'd be like, so then I started speaking in Spanish and I, and I got, I mean, I took four years of Spanish. And how long you were there for what, a week? About a week. Yeah. Just about a week ago. Okay, back to the Glad Media Award. So this is the one, uh, the one where we try to win a Glad Media Award. How do you think? How do you think we go, we go about winning this award? I mean, we're nominated. There's not, there's not much we can do from this point. I think if it's we like do a, a People's Choice Award. If we do a little bit of everything that everyone else is doing in their shows, then we will be all of the shows combined in one, and therefore they will have no choice but to give us a Glad Media Award. I'm also nominated uh, for We're Here as well. So I'm nominated twice. This year, honey. Um, I'm with also it. Monet. You with- know, the, 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 also the uh, the iconic fight from last year. The Queerities. We got nominated again. Wait, there was a, we had a fight last year. The Queerities. You don't remember the Queerities, Monet? I remember us going, but we had a fight with. No, we didn't have here? a fight. Everyone, everyone was like, oh, 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 yo, 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 yo your sister. What sister? <laughs> oh no, 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 no. When you and I, when you, oh, that was honestly. Guys, you have to get two Glad Awards. This is, if you're not looking at the video, this is honestly kind of iconic. This is honestly oh kind of iconic. You have Wait, to have what fight? And they were, when you were like, Bob, we should go to the, um, to the, to the Queerties. And I was like, I don't want to go to the Queerties. Oh, God. <laughs> so, Monet, do you want to go to the Queerties with me this year? Do you want to go to the Queerties with me? Am I in town? What day is it? I don't know. I don't think you're in town. Caldwell. Monet, just answer the question. Do you want to go to the queers with me? Yes or no? If I'm in town, sure. But I'm like literally in with a, a home for like together, oh. holding hands the whole night. No, absolutely not. After last year, I'm not gonna I'm not doing that to myself. Let's not go anywhere. Not. Let's not do let's not do the glad awards. Yeah, let's let, let's not do anything together then. If, in fact, let's let's scrap the podcast. Honestly, Jacob, cut cut it. You need to cut it. Let's 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 close the Patreon. Close and, it up. And let's give back everything I've ever done for you. And let's give back everything. I, so, 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 so starting with your career. Tour, starting with your career. Cut the tour. Because I gave you that that tour. I need you to quit drag. Okay, c- cut the tour. Never, I, need you, I, 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 need you, I need you to quit your style. Never, never try to do it. Never try to do it. Never try to do stand up again because you've only been trying the whole time. I need you to quit the makeup you've been doing because you've only gotten better because of me. Wow. Layla McQueen. Just, what was that? Emmy award-winning makeup artist. Emmy award. Anyway, we should start with the Bald and the Beautiful. I think okay. you've. So how much you, you know about the Bald? How much you know about the Bald and the Beautiful? You've been. I've been a I guest mean, on that one too. I think I've. Been, I, wait. I've been a guest these, on that one. I've been a guest on one, two, wait, which three, four, three of these podcasts. Honestly, at this point, they owe us the, the glam award, the, the glad awards. Not the glam. Uh, I've been a guest on 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 um, the Bald and the Beautiful, and they it's like Trish and Katya talk about like stories and stuff. All right, and but we have to be white. Yeah. Okay. I'll be. I'll be. I'll be. I think I'm the Katya. You the Trixie. Well, first of all, Trixie has a bit I'm, of the, an I'm the kookier one. Well, first of all, you have to have a bit of an accent. Trixie has a little bit of an accent. 
What the fuck are you talking about? Not Tri- that? No, Trixie has a little bit of an accent. Maybe it's not that thick, but Trixie goes like, Hi, it's me, Trixie Mattel. Well, we have Got Meek. Got Meek this week is going on to... Uh, she, <laughs> Got Meek has won another challenge. Well, you know, in contest, she just kind of just talks like this, and she's like, oh, so that guy that I pooped on his skateboard, and he vomited on my shoe. Oh, yeah. That actually is. <laughs> <laughs> that actually, because did you record it in their home? No, I did it at their studio. Studio? Oh, yeah, honey. Their studio, baby. Well, I was in Trixie's home. I was in the oh, early be- stages. I helped lift that podcast up from the ground. Because of the so by restraining the time, order, by the time, I By the time couldn't. you showed up, by the time you showed up, they had a studio because of the episode I did, honey. <laughs> well, I they literally built a studio because of the restraining order, and I, I'm not allowed to go within 300 feet of her home. Who tricked you so about bu- da- David, her, her, her fiancé. What did you do to David? David. Also, real quick before- <laughs> he, he told me that David died. Bitch, why would you fucking say David was dead? <laughs> I, I, I didn't say he was dead. I said he was asleep. You saw the, you saw the David with cancer. He's in there asleep. Oh, honey. All right, listen. Let's go on to uh, In the Deep. So let, let me read what In the Deep is about. Here we go. In the Deep, stories that shape us. Also, you all should go listen to some of these podcasts. I'm sure they're all really quite wonderful. Uh, shares the firsthand account of Black and Latinx men as they peel back the layers of hardship in a world that doesn't always see them. All of them for who they are. It explores the topics of discrimination, family, and religion, giving us a better understanding of the difficulties that men face, uh, allowing us to see their entire truth. No matter how complicated they might be, these conversations have thought leaders, athletes, that's where I come in, and authors prove that regardless of circumstance, there are always hope. There's always hope and health on the other side. Are you um are you the, are you like of all the men in your family are you like in the middle are you like one of the youngers one of the olders um like not of your uncles but like of your generation like your your aunts and whatever's and uncles children um I'm uh I'm one of the older ones my my brother's probably the oldest well no that's not true like Nadia yeah I'm like I'm like in the lower middle because it's Nadia Sean Iola myself. So yeah, I guess I'm the youngest one actually of that generation. I've never asked you this before, but is Sean? You wait. Did you ask me or ask me? You know, uh, someone said this: when you correct people, no one, no one likes you. When you correct people, <laughs> grandma, no one likes you. Anyway, um, <laughs> when is Sean June's kid? No, he's he's Rosemont's kid. Got it, got it, got yeah. it, got it. Got yeah. It. Got it. Um, so Monet, I want to know, like, like uh, growing up as a black gay man in uh, a black gay man in New York. What are you drinking? Some passion fruit juice. That's not juice. Hold it to the goddamn camera. Can you stop consuming our alcohol for a moment in time? It's a passion fruit juice. Hold it to the camera. You're not holding it to the camera. Hold it up to the camera and turn it around. Why are you? Why do you have? Who else? Does anyone else coworkers drink at work while they're working, or is it just my coworker? You choose the Thank, weirdest. Since you want to speak Spanish, bitch, they ain't going up, but they going up. Does anyone else have a coworker who is 
insists on drinking during work <laughs> insists. hours. Insists. When was the last time I had a drink on the podcast? Insists, Bob. Well, then stop so doing dramatic. it. Then stop doing it. I didn't say every time. I didn't, I didn't say pathologically. I didn't say consistently. I said insist. And you are insisting on it. Anyway, what's your question, bitch? What's your question? Growing up this, as is, a, this, this is why we're not going to win an award. Growing up as a black queer man in New York City, um, I want to know if you felt the struggles of toxic masculinity seeping into your essence. Did um, you say you once, like, 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 surrounded a... We can't move on yet. Did you say you once surrounded a guy in, like... This is an ad break. This is an ad break. Oh, let's take a break. Let's take a break. <laughs> But I was like, we just started this. Yeah, we're back. Did you yeah, yeah, I heard it here first. Jake, Bob, Bob tries to Bob be, be uh, kind of get Jacob down. What's your question? Did you say that you once like bullied a kid and like tried to out him as gay because but you were hiding that you were gay or something? What was it? No, that's not me. Maybe someone else said that. Yeah, bitch, I was the gay one. Bitch, that story. I, I was I was the gay one. I was the one people always trying to out because I was so faggoty. No, I know someone who was like saw that someone else was gay and then they're like bullied them being like you were so gay and they were like then later they were like because I'm gay too not Bob trying to turn me into the villain I'm asking I did not put that on y'all I, I mean that's asking. a glee plot line I mean, maybe, I was yeah. just, maybe I was just watching a Ryan Murphy movie you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you've been around too many gays on a cruise for so long. You should not, you're not, now you're trying to just confuse stories. Um, so your question is, has my gayness in New York City affected how I... As a man, like, how, how has toxic masculinity affected you? You know, I didn't grow up in a... In a, in a because, you know, my, my... After moving to New York, I was with my grandmother and my aunts and everyone, besides my brother. So the, I never felt the weight of, to of toxic masculinity... Like at home, I mean, I would see it when you see things on TV that you're like, oh wow, like there is a there is the innate toxic masculinity that I felt through TV and through my experiences with friends and stuff like that. But in the home, no, I grew up with a bunch of about around a bunch of women, and I I love that. I I I I don't regret that. I don't I don't I don't wish it was different. I I really I really like that I grew up with a bunch of women. I didn't have that toxic masculine thing, and maybe. There's some part of that, some part of that made me super overtly flamboyant and feminine. I've always been very flamboyant, and very femme, but uh, I love it. What about you? You know, I grew up with a lot of women and men. I grew up kind of half and half, like my mom, my aunt Lisa, my aunt Hazel, for sure, and then my uncle Steve, my uncle Scotty, my uncle John John. Um, were pretty much the most co consistent <laughs> adults in my life. Then, of course, my grandmothers. My, my my mother's mother died when I was pretty young. I was like eight years old when she died. Mm -hmm. And my father's mother lived until I was in college. Um, so I guess there was slightly more. Actually, then within my father's sisters, my aunt Stacy, my aunt Tracy, my aunt Faye, my aunt Chrissy. Um, a lot of women. It's like it's like thirteen women and like three guys. Well, I do have my aunt Deborah, but man, I didn't see my aunt Deborah and my aunt Stephanie very often. Um, but I do have two aunts named Stacy and Tracy, and they're not twins. Um, but I had, there was Stacy and Tracy and Martha. Yeah, yeah there was there was there was Stacy and Tracy, Faye and Hazel, Lisa. Well, my <laughs> and my Lisa's name is actually Felicia, but we call her Lisa. Mm -hmm. Her nickname is Lisa. Um, so you know, uh, toxic masculinity has had some effects on me, not necessarily from my own toxic masculinity, but just being feminine and like clearly gay, and people just like, you know, it's one thing when you when you when you're told that you're gay before you really have a second to reconcile that. You know what what I mean? do you think? I I feel like I always knew. Like I, 
I, I, I think I hear what you say about reconcile, but I, even like I think the earliest times like I ever like identified as gay, like in my brain, never saying it out loud. I feel like I was like seven years old, and I was like, "Bitch, you gay?" And I was like, "Were you know what I mean?" Like in my brain, I was like, "This is what you are," and I loved it. I remember having crushes on boys and stuff, but I had never really taken the word gay because I don't think mm -hmm. I really knew what it meant. Like I didn't really know what that word meant, but I remember getting called gay. So I remember knowing that I liked boys before I associated myself with the word gay, for sure. Mm, got because it. I would get called gay, but kids didn't really break down what gay meant. They would just say gay and then kind of move on. They would be like, you're gay, which means I believe that you have a sexual attraction to other guys. They were mm -hmm. just like, you gay, nigga, you gay. <clears throat> nigga, you gay, son. <clears throat> which is a, a quote that I got from um, Black EO, a New York City drag queen, who uh, one day a, a young kid saw her on the train and just said, nigga, you gay. And th that really tickles me. To this is she from? Is she from New York? That, that, that sounds like no, a very New York Florida. thing. She, but, but she saw a kid. On, she was an adult, and a kid said it's her. Oh yeah, that 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 that's how that's how little New York kids talk. I I, I, I was I was told nigga you gay many times in my life. Can you uh, uh nigga you gay or that nigga gay? Can you read Las Cotteries um, to us? Yeah, I was going to. Last culture research. Join your culture cons um, consultants, Matt Rogers and Bowen Yang, on an unforgettable journey into the beating heart of culture alongside sizzling special guests to get into the hottest pop culture moments of the day and the formative cultural experiences that turned them into culturistas. What pop culture moments recently have gagged you, Bob? Can I just say real quick? Uh, I will say this, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. um, Bowen Yang and Matt Rogers are eating us in the world of television and film. I ain't even gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> Matt Rogers is on the uh, the show I Love That For You with Jenner, with Jennifer Lewis and um, and Molly Shannon and um, Vanessa Bayer. Vanessa Bayer. And you know, Bowen Yang is obviously on SNL and he's about, he about to be in the fucking Wicked movie. They've created, they've, 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 they've Further developed a, like a very very small character into a very into a larger character. For they took like a character that was like a really small character in the play or the uh -huh. books, and they're exploring that character more. And Bowen Yang is going to be in that movie. And by the way, can I ask you a question? I don't know if this, I don't know if what I'm about to say is problematic or not. I watched Matilda, mm -hmm. and I was like, did this bitch go to an all black school? <laughs> I was like, Matilda has a lot of black classmates. And I was like, this, is Matilda like the one white girl at a all-black school? I was like, this is wild. I I, I didn't watch the whole thing. I, I, I fell asleep, to be honest. I'm not, that's not shade really? to or anything. Yeah, I kind of fell asleep. But I thought I was also really tired. I took an edible. So it's not the movie's fault. I was just like. Yeah, because that movie was, was surprisingly good. It, I, it was definitely not the movie because Matilda is a very, very good movie, in my humble opinion. Did it, does, it, does it match up to the original? With Mara Wilson, I think so. I really do. Wow, it's so it's very campy. Emma, Emma, um, what's her name? Is it's Emma Thompson? No, I always forget her fucking name. It's not Emma. It's, that's what it's, it's Thompson. That's correct. It's Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. Eight. She was so good in the movie. I was like, there were several. Ones I was like, wow, Emma Thompson is like really doing a great job as Trunks Girl. She's a good character actor. She always plays these like these 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 characters. But I was yeah, um, I, I was I was like I was like all Matilda friends are people of color. Everybody Matilda know the, the lady she read books to or tells stories to is is like a teacher Miss Honey. No, the no the brown lady she reads stories to on top of the book on top of the van. Oh uh, yeah yeah yes yes yes. And then yes. Miss Honey and then all of our class. I was like not Matilda going to an inner city school. 
<laughs> um, what pop culture moments have you gagged? I will have to say, Doja Cat's fucking red. Did you see the, the, the stoned look? I did, yeah. That was fucking over. And you know, because every time Doja Cat, a few months ago, she did her... She had a birthday party and she themed it like after like an Illuminati ceremony. So, you know, that had people. So I'm like, oh, my God, Doja Cat finally had her initiation ceremony into the Illuminati. And everybody was doing this whole thing. Are and you afraid, I know are this, you afraid to do this? No. What is that? I mean, and is the all seeing eye. What does this don't mean? Act like you don't, Monet, do not act like you don't know what that means. You, you no, know I'm what saying, it means because you did it in your ceremony. This? Because you did it in your ceremony when you joined. <laughs> oh, now you're like, oh, what is? I've never heard of this money. You and I had our ceremony in the ex literally the exact same day. I'm the one who I, I actually did mine two minutes before you guys do everything before you. We're not I, allowed to say that. And we're I recommended that. We're not allowed to say that. We're not recording. We're not recording. We're not recording. Yes, we are. Please edit that out. It's not supposed to be in this. Oh my God. Anyway, Bob, put stop. Please stop. You're always gonna be so upset. Um, so anyway, so and so when I saw the look that she did the look, I was like, oh, she clearly has like, like I think I, in my mind, I was like, they airbrush her, the sparks are going to show red, airbrush her, then put, and then stoned a red power mesh and put that on top of her. But no, bitch, it was the airbrush her body and it was six people individually stoned her hands and her whole thing for six hours. I mean, it's sickening. It is truly sickening. sickening. I think and that. I thought, go ahead. You know, a big moment for me that's been like blowing my mind is the the come up of Terry Joe on Psionic. TikTok. And, you know, the thing about Terry Joe is I kind of wonder, like, because Terry Joe be saying some crazy stuff. And I'm like, I don't know if, everyone, if anyone's ever going to turn on Terry Joe. It is all, you know, what's what I'm looking for? Um, satire. Satire. You know what I mean? Um, but Terry Joe be going bananas. I'm like, girl, this is wild. You see the, the, the most recent thing Terry Joe said? He got banned for this one. Oh, what? So Terry Joe was was with these guys, and these guys kept saying Black Lives Matter. Then Terry Joe yelled, Blue Lives Matter. And then and then uh the person said, Dr. Martin Luther King did not die for this. And then Terry Joe said, Fuck that Negro. And then, <laughs> and then Terry Joe got I think got blocked or banned again. But Terry Joe gets banned all the time. Well, I the one I saw recently was her. That she she brought a Michael Jackson impersonator into her live, and as day she's talking and she just doesn't talk. She just staring at the screen for like a minute, and then she exits its thing, and just like tears just start coming down her face, and she's like, "I can't do this today." And I was like, "It's so well done." And Terry Joe just got a spread in Paper Magazine. I know she looks beautiful on the cover. I mean, on the, the the shot. Have you ever been in a magazine? Or on the cover? Yeah. I've been on a couple of covers. I was in Brooklyn Magazine. I was in Metro Source. I was in on the cover of Gay Brooklyn Times. Brooklyn Magazine. Yes. I was on the, on the cover of Gay Times. And there's one more. Brooklyn Magazine. Oh, that's so, I don't know. There was a Brooklyn Magazine. I'm just there so out of touch with, with, uh, with, with Brooklyn, to be honest. Like, I, y'all, the thing is, when you are a New Yorker, but you live in Manhattan... We really over on the Manhattan side. We we really do not be tiptoeing over to Brooklyn terribly often. Even when Monet moved to Manhattan, she was like, "I ain't going to Brooklyn." I mean, but also I'm like from there. Like my whole life was there. What are you holding in your hand? A cigarette. This is what you think is fierce. This is what you want to promote to to the children who watch you. 
this we want to promote to the children who watch. I just do this to like relieve stress. Me and Monet were doing this photo shoot in um, the UK one time. Monet found some guy, or was it just Patty? I don't know who did it. It was Patty. Me and Monet were dressed up, and we were like, let's go take photos in the streets of London. And Monet was like, I want to smoke a cigarette. And I was like, (laughs) but you don't smoke cigarettes. She goes, no, but it'll look fierce. It'll just look fierce. So we're in these photos. And it did. (laughs) Monet's just fake smoking, you know. So let's go on to uh, Life Out Loud with L.Z. Granderson, award-winning journalist. Uh, L.Z. Grand. That's where Monet comes in. Monet is an award-winning. Monet has won an award, and she did do some light journalism for uh, the exchange rate. So honestly, we deserve to body this one too. Award-winning journalist L.Z. Granderson draws from his own lived experience as a gay black father to host thought-provoking, poignant, and engaging conversations with some of the most influential and inspirational people in the LGBT community. Maybe do an interview where one of you pretends to be a historical figure. So, uh, you, why don't you, since you're the since since it's about interviewing someone iconic in the queer community, you should interview me. Or is there a person I should be? Should I be a specific person? Yeah, be be uh, be be Harvey Milk. Harvey or uh, Harriet Tubman would also be a great one. Ooh, I could be Harriet Tubman. Um, but aren't they supposed to be LGBTQ people? You don't know Harry Tubman's life. You do not know Harry Tubman's life. Let's not assume. Let's not assume. So, so Miss Tubman, you for these purposes, Harry Tubman is non-binary. There it, Tubman. (laughs) So, person Tubman, you have there it. This is groundbreaking. After all these years, you have broken your silence and come out as queer. How does this? How does? It, how does it feel after so long? Uh, I don't know why I'm my Angelou. Uh, <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, I, I, it's probably impossible to get words out at this point. I mean, for over. 250 years, you're yes. finally breaking your silence. Yeah, well, I don't know how good you are at math, but I did not die 250 years ago. I I died in the early 1900s. Um, but I understand that math is quite difficult for young people nowadays. Um, and it does feel quite nice to <clears throat> break my silence on my queerness. Okay. Um, what are what are your thoughts on some of the, you know, some some of the major hurdles that we've had to tackle as the queer community? Don't ask, don't tell. Uh, you know, h- how do you how do you feel about gays about queer civil rights? Well, don't ask, don't tell is quite interesting. As you know, I was the first woman to ever lead a military mission. Oh, adjusting your breasts. Sorry, this seems a little inappropriate, but. We love you, Miss Tubman. <laughs> so, I mean, person Tubman. There it's Tubman. So clearly, <laughs> I do believe that. I do believe. Why is Darren Tubman talking? About that? <laughs> I don't know. So clearly, you, you, you want to do your your, your 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 Bernie Sanders for Harriet? Oh, that's an absolutely brilliant idea. As Harriet Tubman, I do actually believe that. Queer people deserve to have an opportunity 
to serve in the military at the same rate as straight their straight counterparts. When I moved between the South and Canada over 12 times and in my lifetime saves almost 700 humans from the entrapments of slavery. I honestly am gag. I love that idea that Harris Heaven kind of sounds like a an, an old Jewish man from Brooklyn. I mean, she spoke the Queen. She spoke the Queen's English probably, so you could probably talk like the Queen, and she sound you sound like Harriet. Yeah, I imagine she might have had a Southern accent. I mean, she, like, she 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 spoke in broken English. That was that was it was pretty well documented that she spoke in bro- broken or like just English. Like it wasn't like she she was not she didn't usually speak grammatically correctly, which is pretty common for enslaved people at the time. And she probably had a very thick Southern accent. But I also, as we all know. I don't even know what the hell accent sounded like back then. Monet schooled us all. Apparently, Monet Hello. is a fucking historian. Hello. Let's go into Pridecast. Bill, Bill Nye the history guy over here. <laughs> Pridecast. Jonathan Bennett, a.k.a. Aaron Samuels from Mean Girls, has added another a.k.a. to his name as host of a new favorite podcast, Pridecast. Pridecast encompasses the inspiration of LGBTQIA plus communities as it shares impactful stories to inform, educate, and inspire through personal storytelling based on real-life experiences from trailblazers. Talk about your time, uh, talk about your time filming Mean Girls and why your footage was cut. Well, first I have to find out which one Jonathan Bennett was. This is a bit where you're, you need to pretend that you were filming Mean Girls to relate to that thing. So it's a bit saying that you were filming, you actually were meant to be in Mean Girls. Oh, you know, Jonathan Bennett was the the crush, and Jonathan Bennett yeah, um, recently I came out as, as gay. No, he's been gay for like the past like seven, eight years. Ben done been gay. Some people yeah, he been 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 gay. gay. Some people he was gay when he was born, Monet. Wow. No, he he definitely was not. It, he this just happened. This just um, in. He's talking, about the, he's talking about the dicks. This just in. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bobby, you know I was supposed to be Mean Girls, and they cut my motherfucking scene. Well, Jonathan Bennett, you can, I'm not going to lie. You kind of sound like you're doing a black scent. I have to be I'm honest. not. This is my real act. This is how I talk. But they, they, try to, they try to whitewash me in Mean Girls. I'm <laughs> actually, I'm black and white. My, my, my mother is third generation black. Third generation. Now, now, Jonathan, where are you from? Where are you born? I was born in, um, in Ecuador. But my nice. mom is from Trinidad, and my dad is from St. Paul, Minneapolis. Oh, because Wikipedia got it all. They said Ohio. I know it, it's crazy. This is again, again, more, more, more whitewashing my heritage and my where my, my people are from. Powers to the people. Well, I am so sorry to everyone in Rossford, Ohio. You no longer get to claim the icon. Now, I want to know: Did you is are the rumors true that there was an unseen fight between you and Daniel Francesi? Okay, I don't know how this got out. This is kind of crazy. It's it stayed buried for almost what twenty years now. Yeah. But yeah, there wasn't. There was a on fight set. between with, with Daniel and I on set. And what was it? Over? You know, well, there was this whole. I mean, you know, we were the two gay guys on on set, and there was this whole. There was this power struggle. You know, sometimes Bob. I mean, you could probably identify with this. When there are too many gay people on scene, like it's like more one person wants to be gay than yeah. the other, and it was just like us trying to out gay each other. And then there was this talks of a proposed glory hole scene, nice. and I was I felt very uncomfortable with that because you know I was still in the closet. Not many people knew I was gay. And I didn't want to do the glory hole scene, but Daniel wanted to do it. And I said, I can't he let this insisted. motherfucker. He insists. I mean, and but here's the tricky part. He wanted me and he, he, he in the glory hole scene, I was going to be the giver and he was going to be the receiver. And I wanted to do, do it the other way around. You, oh, you wanted to be, you wanted a top, but the director saw you as more of a bottom. 
No, I wanted to bottom. And oh, he you was wanted like, to bottom. He was going to, he, they wanted me to give into the glory hole it. and he would be receiving, but I wanted to do it the other way around. But Tina Fey didn't see you in that, in that light. Exactly. And then, and then Lindsay wanted to get in, get in on the action too. I said, oh no, honey, there's only room for one fire crotch here. Maybe if you and Lindsay are slap fighting over the dick. Could be that could have been an interesting scene too. That you know? could be hot, but let's let me or, or, or if Amanda Seafried could have gotten in there on some of the action. Lin, Lindsay's dick is way bigger than mine, so that wouldn't have been no competition. You know what I'm saying, Bob? <laughs> That's right. And the yeah. last question that I want to ask you is um, do you have any uh, upcoming projects that you really want to um, promote? Yeah, um, I have a, a new Hallmark straight to um straight to Hallmark movie about it's called My Two Gay Sons and Me, and then I'm also doing um a movie on the Candace um, Cameron religious Christian Christian channel, which Jesus was a fag too, the second one. The, the first, last year Jesus was a fag was a smash hit. This year we're doing Jesus was a fag too, and it's gonna be great. Great, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, Bob. Um, do you think I told Jacob I said hey <laughs> will do will do do you think Jesus was a fag might be a good movie honestly can we let's do it I like it when I when you said Jesus was a fag too I thought you meant also I know I said it too but in you know in in in, in improv I was like well that's a great one let's do Jesus was a fag Jesus was a fag too well, that's you think of your feet Bob I think of your feet well that's how they did coming to America it was like the yeah. second one it was also called coming to America it wasn't called coming to America too it was called coming to America Which, we know about it really hard to movie. search which makes it hard to search for each one. Yeah. Did you watch, did you watch the second Coming to America? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was it Amazon, right? It was an Amazon, yeah. Leslie yeah. Leslie Jones played his played the new kids, like Eddie Murphy's woman of his. Jermaine with Fowler. Jermaine Fowler, Jermaine Fowler. The son, who was my drag child on Celebrity Drag Race. And lost. To your problematic child. No, your child lost too. I know. <laughs> I was, I was my, oh, yeah, my kid was. <laughs> I don't think we've ever talked about that before, have we? We have. We shouldn't. Well, Bob, we don't need no more. We don't need no more lawsuits going on here. We're good. We're good. Let's move so you, on. So you think they were problematic? <laughs> Do you think they were problematic or not, Mona? <laughs> Let's go on to V Interesting, Bob. Can you read V Interesting, if please? You're scared, if you're scared, just say you're scared. Oh my God, V interesting. I'm gonna read it if you don't read it. V interesting. On Tuesdays, V highlights <laughs> the interesting parts of stories we often lose in the chaotic news cycle. Fridays are their chance to spend a lot of time going deeper into the complex, evergreen, big issues that matter the most, but don't have a simple, tweetable solution. Part explainer, part thought starter show. V's goal is to make you the most well-informed and V-interesting person in the room, honey. I mean, one of these that we could talk about is, but I mean, this story is, uh, there's so much that we still don't know, but the motherfucking, the motherfucking, um, uh, a classified documents girl. I mean, they got every, they're finding, did you hear, bitch, Pence had classified I was, documents. I was, I was on the, the ship. What did I miss? So Mike, they found Mike Pence has, has classified documents as well. Like was Trump like, or was you think Pence was like, um, I was holding these when when Pence's mom found out was Pence like, I I was holding these for a friend. These aren't mine. <laughs> uh, my, my, th no. <laughs> Wasn't that you when you when you, when your grandma found the porns? You're like, these are friends. <laughs> these are my these are my classified documents. I swear, I swear. <laughs> I mean, there's so much. I mean, so but the big th a big thing I think everyone should know is that the big difference is here. 
Pence and Biden are cooperating, and they offered their deeds off. And they said, hey, just so you guys know, we have these. Whereas Donald Trump, people found out about his, and he was saying, no, I don't have them. Then he tried to, to flush them and all this stuff. So that's the big difference. One is obstruction. Donald Trump was obstructing um, the law by not cooperating and handing over the documents that he had, whereas the other two, Biden and Pence, are cooperating, and they gave, they said they have these things. Pence is gonna write a tell-all, like one day, because Pence knows he's not. Pence, Pence, he's well, super religious. All, Pence and Trump don't fuck with each other anymore at all, at all. I know. And one day, but Pence is also, out. but Pence is like super religious, Bob. He's like one of those like, div- like, like he like he. And doesn't the Lord say shine, shine a light? Doesn't the Lord say don't hide your ta- your talent under a bushel? And if your talent Bob, is exposing Bob. the former president, bust it out, honey. I'm trying to recite scriptures. It's hilarious. Did it? Did it? Did it? Didn't the Lord say, "Um, the niggas get stitches, niggas get stitches"? Didn't the Lord say, "Uh, act up, niggas get smacked up"? And Donald Trump was acting up. And I think it's time to get smacked it up, honey. No, that is absolutely banana. I'm telling you right now. I was saying like, I remember when Arnold Schwarzenegger got um elected as the governor, and we were like, "That's it. Politics are." Insane. Uh-huh. First, it was it was it was Jesse Ventura got elected as the um the governor of of Minneapolis, where you are right now, actually. I know. And they were like a former wrestler is now the governor. This is this is wild. And then California said, "Hold my beer. We're going to elect <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger." Arnold Schwarzenegger became the governor, and we were like, "That's it." And then the United States, the, the, then the Washington D.C. said, "Bitch, hold my keg." <laughs> We're going to elect Donald fucking T.R. Pump. Oh. Um, and I think that I, I really feel like electing Jesse Ventura was like the beginning of the circuit, the true circus of identity politics and and celebrityism in the field of politics. That's why I am taking I am taking Kanye West's uh, presidential bid very seriously and we, I, we, we gotta squash this immediately. Well, people aren't taking Donald Trump seriously. They're like, oh, there's no way he's gonna do it again. I'm like, this is I'm like, are people dumb? This is exactly what we thought last time. People's like, Carl, he's yeah, he got he got the nomination, but he's not gonna win. I'm like, take this motherfucker seriously. Don't think because his like he doesn't have as many fans as before, and like it's just like he's not gonna get it. I'm like, we need to treat this motherfucker serious. He can win again. Like we we ha- that that is should be everyone's reality that he can win again. I agree with you. Donald Trump will lie, cheat, steal, and flush his way to a victory if he needs to. Girl, he will say anything he needs to say, anything he needs to do to get back in that fucking White House. Um, yeah, because it makes him feel like he's invincible because he knows that it's ironic that one day he might get locked up when he kept trying to get get everyone to lock up um, Lil Mama. Well, you know who they just uh, they just um, commute not commuted they just uh, slapped some charges off of his ass. Uh, 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 um, oh, R. Kelly, you heard about this? No, what happened? Chicago, Chicago but, prosecutor. How long was I on the, at, at sea? This is wild. <laughs> Chicago prosecutor drops sex abuse charges against R. Kelly. And according to multiple reports, an Illinois prosecutor dropped 10 charges of sex abuse against R. Kelly. The cost was one of the factors weighed in her decision. Cook County State's attorney Kim Fox told reporters that her office believes justice has been served against R. Kelly with those two convictions. Because with the two convictions, he's already serving 30 years. 
And so they're like, that's like, like they, so they're not going to seek more. Probably because it just co- it probably just costs more money to pursue the rest of the case. Like just, even the case are out there, you still have to try them, and they're probably like, well, he's gonna be, he's older, old enough that he's probably not. Yeah, gonna how old live. is R. Kelly? He's fifty six and thirty years in the middle. Of the, this motherfucker gonna be eighty six. I don't think most people live to their eighties. I don't think most people live that long. Yeah, could you imagine? I mean, dry, dying in jail. Ooh, but you know what, bitch, nigga, you do what you did, so pay the piper. Ironically, um, Yash Jesus, Yash Jesus is a faith and sexuality. Oh, Bob's triggered. A faith is a faith and sexuality affirming comedy podcast that believes you don't have to pick between gay and God. Each week, actor and comedian Daniel Francesi and his former televangelist bestie Azaria Southworth meet to yassify your faith. Talk about your relationship with religion and suggest some things the church can do to drag it up and make it more appealing. I mean. We've, y'all have y'all know plenty about me and Bob's experience in religion. I'll give you like a really fast version. I grew up in the church. I was in um I used to go, I had a confirmation. I grew up Methodist, but in um high school I joined a group called Songs of Solomon, and it was a religious group. And we would we would do we would it was, a, about doing it was an all all religious rap group called Methodist Man. I hate Christian rap. Christian rap is always bad. Do you like Method so, Man though? Do I, like, do I like Method Man? I mean, not. I'm, I'm not like. I don't like. I never like bought Method Man's music. I, I, I hear me he's out. A good rapper, Me- Methodist Man gonna... could really eat. <laughs> I'm just saying. And then in high school, I was part of Song of Solomon, which is a which was a religious curricular activities group, and we did a lot of we we would go on church tours, we would sing in churches all the time, and I then I switched to um um. Uh, um, Alan, AME, and Queens. I'll go to church every Sunday. And then I, I sang in a church choir after that, after college to make money. And yeah. I want to I want to write a quick um, Christian rap and see if I can convince you that Christian rap is hot. I hate Christian. I, I, I never like Christian rap. It's I'm never good. I'm asking if I can write a Christian rap and maybe I will convince you that Christian rap is actually <laughs> where it's at. Maybe, but even the best one, there's um, um, Lecrae. Everyone's boasts about, and I'm not saying Lecrae's bad. I just don't like hearing Christian rap. Lecrae's right. like like award winning. We're gonna take a short break for you all. It won't be a break at all. We're gonna I'm gonna be back in like three seconds for you all. But I'm gonna write a few verses of a Christian rap and do them for Monet Exchange. And I am back. Monet's over there rapping money. You know, you know, Monet got that little head bobbing. She'd be like, uh, "Come on back, Mo. What you got?" I only have like a stanza. I don't have a lot either. You ready? Here we go. For God so loved the world that he gave his son. So yes, it's giving. You can be the redemption one. Don't you hide and don't act meek. And if he slaps your face, turn the other cheek. Clap your hands if you want to be heaven sent. And it only costs 10%. So don't be so proud to be gay. Say when you see your father on the judgment day. It's going to be a holy reunion. If I'm drinking wine, it's at the communion. You know yourself and you know your worth. Remember on the first day, God created the heaven and earth <laughs> honestly <sighs> i found my calling <laughs> christian rap imagine you just made a hard pivot to christian rap what did you got Monet? I said, I was down on my knees knowing that I was gay. I prayed the Lord to end my suffering. Make me another way. If dick was so good, why do you have to make it bad? My life was so good. I just love being a fag. Oh my God. I don't know what. <laughs> this yeah, Monet ate that. 
that made me want to pray. But it, that was not Christian rap. That, that turned into like a slut song. <laughs> when they had one verse about God and the rest was about slopping and topping and sucking dick. <laughs> when it was like, I prayed one day that God would make me not gay because I could not find another way. I was busting down, sucking down, going around town, throwing anything to get my throat down. One time I sucked the dick so hard my throat started choking and bleeding. And then next thing I know, I was walking through the alley looking for this nigga. I was needing, needing. <laughs> I got the bike holiday. I got the bike. So so anyway, praise God. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one. You Let's definitely want to pray the gay away. When I say pray the gay away, I mean literally like one specific gay. That gay. Pray that gay away. <laughs> the last one is called... Uh, trans Slash podcast with Amara Jones with anti-trans violence and political backlash at an all-time high. Award-winning journalist Amara Jones hosts the Trans Slash podcast where trans people and allies talk back about what matters most and discuss how to create fairness in the world. I actually have something I want to talk about in this already off the bat. Tell me. It is a topic I've been talking about forever, which is drag story hour. <laughs> so drag story hour, everyone, is a... People trying to ban Drag Story Hour. This is a very, very sneaky um, ruse to creating a law that they're saying is anti-trans, but it's really, I mean, anti-drag, but it's really just anti-trans. It's really just anti-trans. There, there are very few laws out there against, um, you know, industries of people. But the way that they're attacking um, these drag performers is by by attacking trans people because they can make a really blanket statement. So if a drag queen said that she's a man, that they're a man dressed as a, a woman, then people can see a trans woman and then put that label on them without that person's permission. So then that way they can say if a trans person is just existing in front of a child, then they are now breaking some law about drag queen story hour or 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 drag in front of children. Um, and, and the whole goal is just to get people, trans people, to just not leave their homes. You can't go to bathrooms. You can't talk about yourself at work. You can't be teachers. You can't, mm -hmm. be, you can't be anywhere where children are. You can't be anywhere where children are. Um, you can't mention yourself to, you can't mention the fact that you are trans to any person younger than this age or between this age and this age. It's all just an attempt to get trans people to stay in their home and hide so that bigots won't have to look at people that they don't like. So, and the and the 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 um the dragon story our bill this but there's not a bill for it yet right there's a proposed bill there is proposed yeah I don't know several in different places I, well different I, but but not like a federal law there's like no. there's I, I I know there's one in Florida there's one in and there are a few states I don't know there was like a federal bill proposed I mean and that's what's so dangerous about having this fucking this fucking uh, this goddamn um. DeSantis, who is such a dangerous governor. My thing, I am so nervous about DeSantis because unlike Trump, who's a bumbling fucking idiot, DeSantis is not a stupid guy. So it feels scarier to have him as a proposed leader of this country because he's not as dim-witted and as stupid as Donald Trump. He works in a smarter way to be really licentious and do some really crazy things. I mean, they're literally taking out African-American studies from school. Like, like he figured out a way to, for them to take away African-American 
Studies. Not studies. It is so upsetting to me. So I say all that to say, I feel like he's gonna find such, such such sneaky ways to attack the trans community if we let someone like this. But I get both. They already they already have they already he already has found sneaky ways to. But on a federal way, if he is if he's a leader of the if he's a leader of the country, he can attack it in a federal way to like to have these like nationwide bans against trans people in our in our country. That's so scary to me. So what I'm saying is, for you all who think that it's just some ban against drag queens, it's not just that. That is not that simple. It's not just a ban against a, a, a specific occupation. Or or even for some people, it's just a hobby. Y'all don't realize most drag queens, most drag queens in the world are just hobbyists. Most drag queens who dress yeah. for drag are doing it for fun. Most of us don't. Most of us do not make enough money to support ourselves doing drag. Monet and I yeah. do, and have been even before RuPaul's Drag Race. But that's because we were we were, we we live in we, New York City is a different case. We yeah. live in New York City, and and also not everyone who does who dresses in drag wants to quit their jobs. Some people just want to do it and have fun at a festival, like fucking. Um, Nutty ass fucking what's his name? George Santos. Um, have, I was young and have want to be young and have fun at festivals. You know what I mean? So did you see George Santos and Trixie Mattel going at it? George and George Santos knew that deep the deep lore of RuPaul's Bitch. Drag Race. He knew the deep cut. Bitch. That was not that wasn't surface stuff. He was like, well, Bitch. let's just say that I also won over a fan. Okay, Mary. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You say just say you're a fan. Have you seen the video of someone catching George Santos at the elevator being like, who's going to win this season of Drag Race? No. Someone chasing that said, said um, Representative Santos or or whatever, Congressman Santos or whatever his title is. They were like, who's going to win this season of Drag Race? And he turned around and he was like, I don't know. I'm not watching this season. And then they were like, well, you had a lot to say to Trixie Mattel the other day. He goes, I'm not watching this season. Work. I mean, not work. I don't mean it like that. I'm just like, Oh my god, you're a fan yeah. of you're 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 a fan, you're a George Fantos. You're a fan. You're <laughs> a you're fan, a Fantos. So, oh my god, that probably is a thing that exists. People are sending fucking Jeffrey Dahmer mail email in the fucking in prison. They probably have Fantos, Fantos out there. Um, but look out for these laws. There are anti-trans laws, not just just that there's also the the sports laws. And and and, and these sports laws are trying to get trans people to not participate in ports in sports. <clears throat> and you all need to know this too. When when one of these laws is happening. It is literally in some of these communities targeting just one person. Yeah. Trans people are less than one percent of the population. So when it comes down to like, I don't want trans girls playing volleyball or whatever the sport is, in certain places that 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 rule that will literally just be targeting one person in the community, despite the scientific evidence that says um different things yes Monet. no i was trying to remember um the trans swimmer that i think her name is like lena or something she's from yale or is she yeah yale? whatever happened with that did that i i i i, I never like remember hearing well the... here's, the inter- here's the interesting fact for you all some people think that um some people think maybe she's not from Yale. i can't remember her name um some people think that like trans women are just crushing and dominating sports. Just so you all know, there is only, only in all of sports, one, one, I'm going to repeat, one. Leah. Uh, Leah. What I say? Lena. Leah Thomas. Leah, Leah Catherine Thomas. There is only one trans woman in all of sports that holds a title. And, and I don't think any of them hold, no trans women hold any titles on a national level. Um, literally zero. Literally zero. So trans women are not just crushing and dominating sports. 
This is right. this is not the myth that you that, that you all are being fed. It is it is not the the lie that you all that you all are being told. When you hear about like trans women in, in boxing and like she crushed her skull, uh, then what they don't tell you is stuff like fractures happen in boxing and UFC practically all the time, no matter who's fighting who. But they'll take this isolated incident from this one thing and make it seem like, well, there's just a man beating up women. You know what I mean? So I I encourage you to 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 actually look a little bit further and not just read these headlines. You know, realize that they're that they've been uh, sensationalized uh, to target and demonize trans people. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know the only man I would accept to beat up a woman? Who? Me to you. That's the man that's gonna beat up a woman. And uh, maybe if we can just talk some more about why we think we should win a Glad Award, Monet. Monet, talk to this talk, um, talk to this Glad Award. Monet, if you could I say think... something to Monet Exchange, what would you say to young Glad Award? To future Glad say, Award, I would say that I think sibling sibling rivalry podcast was a podcast birthed to bring two friends to that was birthed to bring two friends together, and it did more than that. It it has it it brought communities together there are people who literally weekly get their weekly full of endorphins their weekly full of joy their weekly full of happiness their their weekly fill of life by listening to sibling rivalry we have we have brought this to hundreds of thousands of people we do it for hundreds of thousands of people a week and sibling rivalry is unique in the way that we can take any topic the most mundane to the most interesting topics and make them a fucking moment we can we make them Fierce. Bitch, that's your assistant. All right, Monet, ask me why why we should win and not the other girls. Why should like we RuPaul's, win? Okay. Who should go home and why? Bob, why should Sidney win above the other podcast? All right, I want um, our producers to put some uh, copyright-free music behind this impassioned speech. <laughs> Sibling rivalry is not just the podcast. Sibling rivalry is a movement. My best friend and I have been working on this podcast for over five years. We are the longest running RuPaul's Drag Race related podcast, only one that's still running. We've been in the game for a very long time. And we have not just reviewing some drag race here and there. We are actually launching dialogues that change people's lives and i can testify because it's changed my life personally did, did, did that sell it do you think that was um did, did it that was it that was it hey, i was think that last part but yeah that was really good no you, you can keep the part where i'm saying do you think that's all i think that's funny yeah. um and then the last thing I have, um, just before we go, I have a couple uh, members of the board, the, the GLAD board of directors. I'm just going to say who some names that we can just say nice compliments about them. Okay. So the first yeah. one um, we, is... Monet and I are not above buttering up, you all. We, we will... Let Monet, Monet said earlier, she would not... I will. I uh, will. 
I will butter my bread. Is peppermint? I believe she's on the board. Can we say some nice things about peppermint? You know, peppermint, um, formerly known as peppermint gummy bear, is a frequent player on the Sibling Rivalry podcast, and we think that she is. And let me not speak for we. I think she is probably one of the most talented, probably one of the fiercest board members of the Glad um, um, Media people. Peppermint is and a literal that, icon. Peppermint is the first openly trans person to originate a role in a Broadway show. Peppermint is head an over icon heels. in the New York City drag scene. Peppermint is a trailblazer on RuPaul's, on RuPaul's Drag Race. And Season Peppermint 9. Absolutely stunning. And Pep, you've been on this podcast, so make sure you vote for us because honestly, if we win, you're basically winning too. Yeah. We'll have you on. If, if Peppermint, if we win, Bob and I will have you on the, the episode post-win. And we will give you your flowers, as we do every time you're here. Who's up next, Jacob? Yeah, next we have um, Megan McCain. Megan McCain. Megan McCain uh, joined the GLAD board of directors in 2014. <laughs> Would you like McCain. to say anything nice better, Monet? Megan McCain is a former pundit on The View, has um is part of the Glad Media Awards because of her work for the LGBTQIA plus community. And you know what? We would the, the Sigma Rivalry is part of the LGBTQIA plus community. And I think she wants to further her work in this community by uplifting this black podcast with two black people. Now um, Megan, I wanna I wanna reach out to you, Megan, and I wanna say, listen, whatever you and Monet had going on, that's between y'all. <laughs> Whatever reason you're not following her, that's between y'all. I'm gonna say that for me, we ain't got no beef, and and I think that just pork that you need to keep that in mind when you cast your vote for for a best podcast. Is all I'm saying. And we and so not just the Glad Media Awards, y'all. The Queerities. If you can vote for the Queerities every single day, we want y'all to go. We're gonna put the link in our description box on YouTube and our Patreon, so y'all can go and click every day, y'all, every day, give us a little vote. You wake up in the morning, brush your teeth, you beat your meat, pop your pussy in the morning, whatever you do after that, send us a vote. Yeah, please do so. Uh, this is, if we're being fully honest, this is actually me and, me and Monet's first year actually, like, advertising the awards, like, actually advocating for ourselves, um, and we've never won one, uh, so maybe this year, we actually can win one, so hopefully... We can, uh, you all will go out and vote for us and we will get some love from you all because it would be really lovely. Oh, I'm also, I'm also nominated for We're Here. I'm nominated for Sibling Rivalry and I am nominated for and Best Music Video with um, Ocean Kelly and A Ray Rubber Set. Um, so I've been nominated for three uh, Queerities and uh, two Glad Awards. So, you know, last year, and also, yeah, I mean, oh, also, Ocean Kelly is nominated for Best New Artist, and I really, really want y'all to to make sure Miss Thing wins that. Oh my God, who is, who's who's Ocean Kelly up against? Let's see, Best New Artist. One, give me one second. Queer Righties. Is it next big thing or is it is it New Artist? New Artist, New Music, Breakthrough Musical. Musical. What? Uh, Ocean Kelly is nominated against. Here we have her. Okay, give me one second. Dochi. Wow, okay. Work. Um, Madison Rose, Sam Williams, Gia Woods, Z Machine, Omar Apollo, Omar Rudbark. Okay, two Omars. Um, Chappelle Roan and Miss Laguna Blue. 
You know, I said what I said. I'm Osha Kelly. You got this, bro. You got this. Well, also confirmed. Bob hates Dochi. Um. All right, y'all. Hi, my name's Dochi with two eyes. Um. This has been a, a great podcast, Bob. I have to just leave. Let you, you don't go say now. Anything. Just, just leave. Just leave. Stop talking. I let you go. Stop and, flapping um, your gums and leave. Hang I up the phone and leave. Don't say goodbye to me. Just leave. Get a better disposition. Goodbye. Just go. I hope that you, you get go. a better fucking attitude. No, no need to say anything. And uh, y'all see this nigga go. was, he, he stopped being sick, Hang right? Up the phone and go. He, this nigga was putting on the whole time. This nigga was not sick. Yeah. And before healthy. we got to the podcast, I'm going to go jog a mile. He, this healthy this a nigga was lying. Lying. Jog. Hang up the lying. hang up. Who wore hoodies first? Who wore hoodies first? I literally can prove that I wore a hoodie before you ever wore a hoodie. But I would say one thing you had, you were ball first. You you ate that. You ate the hairball game, honey. <laughs> <laughs>